0: Thanks for joining us for a classic edition of In the Studio with Michael Card. Several years ago, this weekly program was recorded at Michael's home studio in Franklin, Tennessee. We got to meet many of Michael's friends and hear about the work of God in the Nashville community and around the world. Though some of the details about guests and ministries may have changed, the powerful lessons from the Bible and the reality of God's faithfulness told in these conversations stand the test of time. This session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn more about the CSB translation online when you visit csbible.com. Listen now to this program from the
1: archives.
0: This is in the studio with Michael Card. Welcome to our program. I'm Wayne Shepard, and we have a program today where we're going to explain something in the second half that we've never talked much about.
2: Michael called the Buy For Project. Yeah, it's an, it project's a good word for it. Thank you. We're, I've, I've been looking well, for a good word. I got that from producer Joe over really here. Really good. So. Le, that's because I didn't want to necessarily call it a ministry. It's not a venture. I didn't know what it, but project is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what is it? It's kind of complicated. <laughs> okay. By4 means by the church and for the church, and what we're uh, starting is. Um, Uh, We're we're having uh, three ministers of music, that is people who are on staff at a church, but who write music for the church, by the church, and for the church. They're coming here to Nashville, and we're going to record a group of their songs that are themed around Easter, and we're going to put those on a website. And uh, it, those are going to be the first water to prime the pump. It's going to be a website by dot It's very exciting, actually. It's yeah. a, it's a new paradigm, is what it is. I hope I hope it is. It's almost kind of a YouTube paradigm. But what what will happen is, if if you log on this website, it's all free. Yeah. It's all open source, copyrighted. So you, the churches uh, have uh, access to this this material There's for no free. There's no big business involved here. There's no business, yeah, at all involved in it. So it's a resource for ministers of music, but the other part of it is if you are a person who writes music for the church—now, this isn't to get a record deal, right? Right. But if you're writing music for the church, you'll be able, just like uh, YouTube, you'll be able to download your music, and it, it will all be referenced. So after, after we get a, a, a library of music on there, uh, any, anybody for free can go to uh, buy4.com and say, well, I'm doing a sermon on Mark three, <laughs> Click. Here's 10 original songs.
0: Well, you've really whetted my appetite, and we'll learn even more in the second half of our time together in the studio today. Also, Ralph Bourdais is going to call in again from India.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a good thing to hear you know, what God is doing, uh, and, and it really is amazing. I mean, the best cure for American Christianity is to find out what God is doing in the rest of the world. Amen to that. Yeah. And the first
0: thing we're going to do today, after we ask you to sing for us, is continue our study of the book of John. Yeah. We're, we're zooming through John here, sure. but if you want to go a little slower, you can get a copy of Michael's book, The Parable of Joy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with doing a chapter at a time, though. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. We're going to be looking at John 4 here in just a moment. But Michael comes to sing now for us in the studio. Jesus, let us come to know you. And John Ketchings joins Mm -hmm. you on cello here.
3: Draw us ever.
0: just thinking the same thing (laughs) yeah Uh, john ketchings thank you and michael thank you jesus let us come to know you
2: Uh, that that really is what we're trying to do i mean coming to know who is jesus what does he mean and when we look at the gospel of john the great thing is we have this whole series of people who are confronted with jesus you know nicodemus is confronted what does he do i mean what am i going to do with this guy in my life the disciples meet him and they they have to deal because I think that's what we have to do, Wayne. We have to deal with mm-hmm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are
0: you going to deal with this person? Yeah. Last time we talked about Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. A very similar encounter, isn't it, with the woman at the well? Yes.
2: And that, that's, that's interesting that you would say that because the, the structure is really the same. Uh, they are very religious. It's a religious discussion. I mean, yes. Jesus has this confrontation with Nicodemus and they talk about, uh, you know. Except oh, that
0: Nicodemus is a kind of an up-and-outer. And she's kind of a downer now.
2: Yeah, and she is a Samaritan, which is a a whole other twist to this conversation. But it it, it ends up being uh, really somewhat... I just thought of this. Really, more with with the down and out woman. It's more of a religious discussion because she's mm-hmm. going to talk about Mount Gerizim and they have their temple and they traditions, have their yeah. traditions. That's right. And but Jesus is going to very gently pursue this woman. And I think at at the outset, when we look at Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman, uh, the groundwork is here is Jesus doing something culturally he was not supposed to do. Rabbis did not speak to women in public. Mm-mm. Okay, and and we'll see this clearly in the text. When the disciples come back from town, it doesn't say they were surprised to find him talking to a Samaritan. It says they were surprised to find him talking to a woman. Yeah. Because rabbis didn't even talk to their own wives in public. Uh, there's a story in one of the rabbinic documents about a man, a rabbi, divorcing his wife. Why? Because she spoke to him in mm. public. Mm. Yeah, so um, so anybody who says the Bible is anti-woman and Christianity is anti-woman, that is not true at all. Jesus is breaking with tradition, and he's very uh, gently pursuing this woman and, and showing uh, his compassion for her in this in this exchange it's a great story well i'm sure
0: we could talk about this encounter of the woman at the well with jesus for hours oh sure sure and, sure. and fortunately you've written about this in your book the parable of joy yeah. and if you'd like to be ready to jot down a phone number i'll, I'll give in a moment you can get a copy of michael's book and read more about mm. this encounter
2: with the woman but in the minutes that we have let's dig a little deeper here. sure well we the 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 introduction uh uh is a, a, a reference to John the Baptist. Uh, and again, we're always looking at the big picture. In the close of chapter 3, we have Jesus' testimony about John the Baptist. He's talking about, you know, who, who was John? What did it mean that John uh, came? In verse 31 to the end of chapter 3, we have another little sermon by John and, and you need to learn to, to to listen for these little sermonic conclusions in John. But then chapter 4 opens with this uh, news, sort of a news flash, <laughs> that uh, Jesus is actually gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. His ministry is beginning, in, in essence, to take off and become more popular. And John lets us know in verse 2, though, and, and this is another thing that's unique about the Gospel of John, what you would call a parenthetical statement, a statement in parentheses, only John does this in all the Gospels, and like, like you start it in four one and the Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, and here's John whispering, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples <laughs> and John will do that he'll explain things he'll translate things for us, and that's this little old man huh. we're sitting at the feet of the last living disciple, and he's explaining the things we need to know devoted to accuracy very yeah very much and um he wants us to know that Jesus didn't want his ministry to look like John the Baptist's ministry. Mm-hmm. So what what does Jesus avoid doing? He doesn't baptize mm-hmm. people. See, he doesn't want to be known as another baptizer. All right. So he goes to Galilee. See so, he, so he's got to go to Galilee and he he needs to go through Samaria to do that. Now, 99% of the commentaries will say Jews never went through Samaria and it's going to say he didn't need to go through Samaria did he? Well, no, he had to. He had to go through Samaria. Okay. Um But but what you need to know is that Jesus is a Galilean Jew. He's not a Judean Jew. And Josephus tells us Galilean Jews went through Samaria all the time. Okay, you know they didn't have that bias against Samaritans. So there's much much to do about nothing, maybe. Exactly, much to do about nothing. And sometimes I think it's sort of an improper use of backgrounds. Oh, Jesus is so compassionate because he'll go through Samaria. Well, Jesus is compassionate. But the, the, the truth of the matter is he's a Galilean. They go through Samaria all the time. The, the only people that were despised more than Galileans were Samaritans. So Jesus sort of can identify yeah, with, with yeah, this woman. Yeah. And, and then finally, verse 7, we find her. Here's this woman. She's a Samaritan woman. And she's coming to draw water at a time of day when uh, in noon, the sixth hour. The hottest part of the day. That's a suspicious time. Right off, we should we should if we're engaging with the text with our imaginations, we should say, "Now, wait a minute, she's by herself. this is the thing that women still in the third third world, women do this together in groups, and she's coming during the hottest part of the day. This woman, there's something different about this woman, and we're going to find out that she has a very speckled hmm. past, mm-hmm. as it were. So Jesus is there by himself, he's gone, his disciples have gone into town to get him something to eat. Jesus is hungry. He's tired. Here we're seeing the full humanity of Jesus. And here comes this woman. And Jesus talks to her. And like I said before, that was uh, a shocking thing. Because he is not, men aren't supposed to speak to women, especially rabbis aren't supposed to speak to women, and Jews aren't supposed to talk to Samaritans. Yeah. And Jesus is breaking all the rules. I kind of picture she doesn't even turn her head to look at
0: him when he first speaks to her because she can't believe that he's speaking. Yeah,
2: to her. yeah. Maybe at first she was thinking, and that's good. You're engaging with your imagination mm-hmm. at first. She's saying, she's thinking, "Is he talking to me? He <laughs> can't be talking to me, right?" <laughs> Very good. Very yeah. good but he asked he asked her for a drink and look how he engages her he's not he's not speaking down to her in out of his need he's saying look i'm thirsty would you you know would you please give me uh, a drink of water and she comes back you know hey you're a jew and you don't even touch the utensils mm. that samaritans Jews that's it he wants to use her bucket to drink out of right <laughs> no so in essence she's saying uh this is not supposed to happen and now Jesus is going to make this wonderful, deeply spiritual pronouncement. And you know what's going to happen. She's going to totally misunderstand what he says. This is the motif of misunderstanding. And Jesus says, Boy, if you only knew the gift of God and who it was that was asking you for a drink, if you only, woman, if you only knew, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water, not water from a deep well that has to be dredged up with a bucket. But water that overflows that's that's the that's the contrast water that's alive that's flowing. I'm going to pause right there, Michael, and
0: I am excited to to pause it because I want our listeners to read what you've written about this uh-huh. this uh, encounter of Jesus with a woman at the well. It's in the book The parable of Joy and, and I'll, I'll gladly say right now that you can have a copy of the parable of Joy by giving a gift of any size to in the studio and you here's a phone number you can call it's one eight hundred six one three. 5162. I said you may want to write it down, so if you're ready, here it is again 1 800 613 5162, or online at studiooffer.org. A gift of any size will get you this wonderful study of the book of John, including Michael's translation of the book of John, and you can read about this encounter of Jesus with the woman at the well. We won't be able to get into all the detail here in the next uh, couple of minutes that we have, no. Michael, but just to, just
2: whatever application you want to make right here now. Well, again, we have a confrontation. Uh, When you meet Jesus, you know, we have this American uh, gentle Jesus, meek and mild, and and, uh, I think we all have this different notion of what it is to encounter this person, the living reality of Jesus. And what I think the Bible shows us, what especially John shows us, is that Jesus comes into your life and he turns everything upside down. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have time to look at it, but he is basically going to reveal this woman's life to her, yeah. not in a judgmental way, but yeah. in a very... A uniquely sort of loving way, he re- reveals the fact that she's she's has a number of husbands, and now she's living with someone who isn't her husband, and she doesn't seem to be put off by this at all. Matter she runs fact, into town and says, "Yeah, I've met the Messiah. I've met a man who showed me everything uh, I ever knew." And she actually says something that's uniquely uh, uh, Samaritan. She says, "She re- she says that Jesus is the revealer. He's revealed everything, and the Samaritan word." for Messiah. They didn't use the word Messiah. They oh, used the word okay. tahav, which means revealer. He's revealed everything. Oh, that, See, that's interesting. The, yeah, he's the Messiah. This man is unique. And she becomes, in essence, one of the first missionaries into that area. Oh, I'm so excited to be able
0: yeah. to uh, say to listeners that you can read more about it, as they say in Michael's book, The Parable of Joy. Call 1-800-613-5162. A gift of any size will get you a copy of The Parable of Joy. Well, we're going to talk to Ralph Bourdais all the way in India here in just a moment. But as we wrap up this conversation, I think the song The Nazarene would be appropriate to sing right now.
2: Yeah, The Nazarene is sort of an overview of this person who came, who saw, but who surrendered everything.
3: He felt the fascination of the stars And as he wandered through this weary world He wondered and he wept For there were so few who'd listened to his call He came, he saw, he surrendered all So that we might be born again And the fact of his humanity Was there for all to see was unlike any other man, and yet so much like me. The Nazarene could hunger, and the Nazarene could cry, and he could laugh with all the fullness of his heart. And those who hardly knew him. From the start He came, he saw, he surrendered all So that we might be born again And the fact of his humanity Was there for all to see For he was unlike any other man And yet so much like me He came, he saw, he surrendered we might be born again, and the fact of his humanity was there for all to see, for he was unlike any other man, and yet so much
0: Michael, once again, this week we have uh, received, in this case, a phone call from India. We weren't able to place the call ourselves, but Ralph Bourdais is on the line. He called us. He's near Bombay. And last week he told us the dramatic story of rescuing these children from the
2: red light district there. Yeah, Ralph, you're becoming a familiar friend. Thank you for coming back uh, to speak with us.
4: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you.
2: Ralph, uh, in in
0: rescuing these children and placing them in an orphanage there, uh, you have uh, received the help of uh, others in North America, even the visits of some uh, folks from North America. Tell us about that.
4: Yes, we had a team that visited us from Michigan, and it was one of the most blessed visits that we've had. Uh, Hmm. uh, Last week, I talked with you about... Faith Children's Home, our second orphanage that we started, where, by God's grace, we've been able to bring uh, little girls uh, all the way from 11 months uh, to 3 years old out of the environment of prostitution, where their mothers are in prostitution, enslaved in prostitution right now. And the most amazing thing um, that I want to share about the visit of this team from Michigan was that before we brought a single child into Faith Children's Home, Children's Home, Uh, uh, they came and visited the home and went into every single room and prayed over every single room. And we were still in the process of bringing the children out of this area. And within three weeks after they left, we actually had mothers bring their children over. Mm -hmm. And so it was amazing to see God's provision. This was all being worked out, but they came and prayed. And within three weeks, we had children in the home.
2: I think one of the most important aspects of your kind of ministry, Ralph, is that you you provide a bridge back to us. You uh, help us to know what's going on, what God is doing elsewhere in the world, especially in India. Um, And and are are there any plans for any other groups uh, from the states to come over? Are anyone else coming? Yes.
4: Actually, right now, as we speak, within uh, uh, within a couple of hours, Moody Church uh, from Chicago uh, will be arriving. The, r- the rest of uh, our team, some of the team is already here and is helping with some of our efforts here. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the Moody Church team arrives in a couple of hours. Wow. And uh, we're just excited uh, for them to see and meet the children um, at, at Faith Children's Home. Uh, I just want to share one thing in uh, in light of just... How God has provided these children. Uh, a, a few months ago, we had started talking with the women in the red light district. One of the women that, that we talked with was in such a desperate situation that uh, she was really sick, and there was no way that she was going to be able to work her way out of the brothel. Mm-hmm. And the brothel owner gave her the option of either selling her six-year-old daughter or leaving her six-year-old daughter at the brothel and being able to leave or never being able to leave at all. Mm. And the, this woman was in such a desperate situation that she left her... She basically handed over her six-year-old daughter to the brothel owner mm. so that she would be brought into prostitution so that this woman herself could leave. That's how desperate the situation of these these women, these women is. And by God's grace he has actually brought us in contact with these women in this this incredibly desperate situation. And many of them, when they see the potential for their children to be taken care of in such a wonderful environment, they see some light at the end of the tunnel. And when they see the loving care that their children are receiving at Faith Children's Home, they're just so blessed by that. And uh, the result of that has been several calls to us by these women introducing us to other women that want to bring their children over. So as I speak with you, there are five to six children right now in the Red Light District that are waiting to be rescued out of there. And some of our Moody team has visited Faith Children's Home, and as they've held these children in their arms, it is just such a joy. We've been working on this for a whole year, and the speed with which God has made this happen and uh, just the, the connection that God has provided in here has been amazing. And this, as the women are coming and seeing Faith Children's Home and just being blown away by God's goodness in this house, I just can't wait for Sparrows Nest, our orphan care campus, uh, to be built, which will have uh, just wonderful homes for these children, uh, where they will be part of a family, And uh, it'll have a wonderful campus that the children can play in and go to school close by. And if Faith Children's Home is blessing the women from the red light district so much, Sparrows Nest is something that I think uh, will just be unprecedented. Uh, My cousin went into the red light district to actually bring the women out to see the home. And when she saw the circumstances that they lived in, She took sleeping pills for two nights and still could not get any sleep. Mm. She was that horrified. Mm. Mm. But that's the situation that we're bringing these children out from into God's care. Um, in, in, in
0: the ministry in India. Ralph, we are so thankful that uh, God has called you to this, and we're so thankful to know about it so that we can uh, not only pray for you but get involved in other ways. And, Michael, as we said last week, we're going to put a link to CareAsia at michaelcard.com so our listeners can follow up on this. Ralph, God has given you the heart for this, but he's also given you the, the, the skill to communicate What's going on there, and we really appreciate uh, getting this firsthand report. And Michael, I really want us to continue to track with Ralph yes. as this story unfolds and, and to pray for him and the
2: others. Yeah, uh, as, as we come to the end of our time together, uh, Ralph, would, would you pray? Could, could we sit in uh, with you as you pray for the ministry?
4: Absolutely. I would love to do that. Yeah. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are the father of the orphan and the widow, that you are the father to the fatherless. And, Lord, you know the situation with these children. You know that if we don't intervene with your love and your strength, that within a few years these children will be part of this horrible profession. And I praise you, Father, for the connection that you have provided into this horrible trade to bring these children out of this area of darkness into your kingdom of light and into your loving kindness. And your loving kindness is better than life. And we just pray, Father, that as these children are in your care, that you would bring more out, but that they would most importantly understand that Jesus is the Savior and Lord and Captain of their lives, that you love them more than anybody else in the world. And so I praise you, Father, that you give us the blessing of taking care of your children that you are bringing out of this environment. And, Father, we just pray for your continued protection provision, for the care of these children, for the glory of your name and the establishing of your kingdom. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
2: And Lord, I want to lift up Ralph uh, right now, just him personally. I, I pray for his health and his strength. I pray for uh, clarity in his his mind and his vision. And I pray for his heart, that he would be encouraged, that uh, whenever uh, the, the powers would come against him to discourage him, that you would continue, Continue to send him uh, men and women who would uh, help him to see how effective this ministry is. Uh, I, so just pray that you would you would give him a special awareness of your presence, even this moment. In, in your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Ralph, it's so good to talk with you. Such a long way away from uh, where we sit in Tennessee, and you're near Bombay, India. Uh, We can hear the cars honking in the background. By the way, it sounds like a pretty busy place.
4: (laughs) Yes, uh, the traffic in India never stops, and it never stops honking either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're about for us. It's uh, morning as we speak, and for you, it's evening. You're about to retire, I assume, for the night. What will the next day bring? What do you plan to do tomorrow? Just curious.
4: Tomorrow, uh, Pastor Steve Mason and the rest of the team from Moody Church arrive. And we, we will be visiting, a first and foremost, Faith Children's Home, and then we will be going and praying over the land that uh, we are working on buying for our Sparrows Nest Children's Care Campus. And so please keep us in prayer as we do this. This is a critical time in the ministry. There are great needs, but our greatest need is prayer and just uh, your support and encouragement as God works here in India.
2: Well, thank you again. I feel like we're becoming old friends, Ralph, and uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you again and hearing more about the good things that are are happening there in India. God bless you, brother.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Wayne. It's great to be with you both.
2: We hope today's classic session
0: gives you plenty to think about. We wanted to give you an update on a name change for Ralph's ministry, though. Formerly known as Care Asia, it is now called As Our Own, and the address to find them is www.asourown.org. We have a link to this vital ministry on our website, michaelcard.com. Find this and more about resources for Michael, including the newest book release titled The Nazarene, all at michaelcard.com. You can email your comments and questions to us in the studio at michaelcard.com. That's in the studio at michaelcard.com. And we hope you'll get the word out about this program by posting a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing the link on your favorite social media platform. Coming up in the second half, the studio is full of musicians set to perform music from the Buy4 Project. You won't want to miss what's in store on this classic session in the studio with Michael Card. This month, we're featuring the CSB Notebook Editions. Here's Michael with more about this Bible study
2: resource. On the left side, you've got the actual text of the CSB. And on the right, you've got you know, a blank line sheet to take notes in. I absolutely love this thing. Search
0: for CSB Notebook at csbible.com and scroll through the list of Bible books that are available. Find the notebook version you want to order and apply your 30% discount on the CSB purchase through LifeWay type in the studio as one word in the promotion code for your 30% discount with LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible Notebook, the perfect study tool to record your research and insights as you get serious with God's word. If you were in
2: a group Bible study doing Luke or Mark or whatever, everyone should start by getting one of these. Imagine when you've worked through this, And then you can share it with, you know, your family, give it to your kids. I can't tell you how excited I am about these. Search for CSB Notebook
0: now at csbible.com. We are back in the studio with Michael Card. Michael, something entirely different for us here for a
2: few minutes. Now, we have invaded the control room. We're in in Joe's domain. Yeah, we're on the other side of the glass now. That's right. And
0: this is a working studio today. We're actually in the background while they're mixing a song right now. We're going to hear part of that in a moment. Right, John Catchings is in the other room adding a cello to the song. Molly McHugh is here, Kurt Durson is here, and uh, Lance Mansfield and Brian Moss. Moss. We're going to talk to them about an exciting new way of making music. We're giving birth to it today mm-hmm. here in the studio with you, Michael. This is very exciting.
2: Well, it's a new way, but it's also the sort of the original way that, uh, that's that been re- rediscovered. Yeah. So
0: We'll it's... talk more about that in a minute, but I'd, I'd like to hear this song that they're working on right now. This is called Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Mm-hmm. Molly McHugh is singing and at the piano. Let's listen. so nice. That's uh, Molly B. Q mm-hmm. here in the studio, yep. and uh, she's singing Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. This is part of the BIFOR project. Once again, we're in a working studio control room here today. Right.
2: We're in the midst of everyone coming together and sharing ideas and building these songs together. Uh, Molly, thank you. Uh, by the
0: way, while you were singing that for us, they were laying down a cello track... And John Ketchings is here today doing that. So when it comes time to put the song on the website, we'll talk about. We'll hear the cello added to that. So
5: yes, I'm really excited. It's it's great to hear it all come together.
0: Yeah, and to hear an old hymn like that
2: come together too. Thank you yes. so much. Uh, in a new setting, and that's that's really uh, what the By4 Project is. It's 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 an it's the old way of doing it in a new way. But it's it's uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, we but we have some we have someone here who can help us understand this. My 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 good buddy. This is like the smartest guy I know. <laughs> no offense, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, Lance no Mansfield.
0: Taken. Yeah, Lance, welcome back.
2: Hey, it's good to be back in the
0: studio. <laughs> all right, explain the By Four Project to us. We've got Molly here, and we'll meet to Brian and Kurt later, who are these musicians, writing and contributing this music along with Michael to the By Four Project. What is that?
6: Yeah, well, the, the title kind of says it all. So By Four is about uh, creating music by the church for the church, and not just music, but also other forms of art. And so unlike... Uh, you know, you know just having the ability to have local artists patroned by their local church to create, uh, you know, art that's available to facilitate worship uh, globally. And so to do it, there's really kind of three parts to it. One is what we're doing here. It's the recording. Uh, so Molly and Kurt and Brian are down from Seattle. They're working with Mike and other Nashville artists to really uh, create new original worship materials for churches. Uh, that will be released under a Creative Commons license, so the church will be able to use that in any way they want. They can... So there's, there's
0: no licensing fees and all that. No, it's it's all open source.
6: It's like the gospel.
0: It's,
2: it's free. You can only have this music for free. <laughs> Just right. like Mike to make that analogy. Huh? That's right. No, there's no
6: CCLI. You don't have to worry about copyright. Um, it's freely available you know, in, a, in a true free sense. To, in the church and you can adapt the music you can change the lyric
2: to suit you know there, there's, there's all kinds of a freedom that's associated with the way we do this but
0: Molly as one of those songwriters I mean this costs you something I mean you, your time and it costs you something to come to Nashville who pays for all that?
5: My church supported me. My church um, supported me to come down here, and that's that's really what's beautiful about it. The church has something to offer. They can support me as an artist, and then I'm incented um, to, to do this work that goes right back into my community and and other communities of churches. It's really beautiful.
0: So everybody has an open hand about this, just saying, here, this is our, this is our contribution to the community right. of the gospel.
2: Right. And we say this is a new uh, a new way of doing it, but it's really the old way. I mean, Bach, I don't think there's any copyrights on any of Bach's music. So. <laughs> no, last time I checked, anyway. No, no, I don't think so. But but again, Lance is was the guy who took all these ideas and brought them together. He's creating the web presence. Uh, that's, that's a big part of this uh, that we haven't talked about.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. And we'll yeah. keep talking about this here in the studio with you, Michael, and other Uh, guests who join us along the way because it's so exciting. Lance, I don't know if I fully understand it yet, but i got to say I'm really um, just caught up in what the possibilities
6: are. Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, for those that want to know more, they can always go to buy4.org. Uh, that website uh, is launching in uh, the April uh, March-April time frame. And so uh, a lot of the details and all the original art that's going to be released into Creative Commons will be available through the org website. Right. And, and that's music and fine art as well. Excellent. Yeah, we have Mako Fujimura. So friends of the show know Mako, of course. Mako has donated some original visual art, too, that will also be available as part of the Four project.
0: Yeah, Well, Molly, thanks for your part in this. Uh, we're going to hear one of Brian's songs next. It's called Here in Between. We'll we'll talk about the song after we hear Brian sing and and play at the piano here in the studio. So let's listen right now. Here in between.
7: The temple torn by sadness. Oh
0: Brian Moss. And uh, Michael, this music, that song, by the way, is called Here in Between, and there's a specific purpose intended for that song.
2: Right, this collection of music, uh, these songs are about Lent. We're hoping to resource the church with new music uh, that they can use uh, for Easter. And that song in particular is about here in between life and death, that, that uh, sort of uh, shadowlands period after the, the crucifixion, before the resurrection. And uh, it's a great song.
0: Once again, we're back in a working studio control room here. We had hoped to talk to Brian. We just heard him sing, but he's busy. He's over at the console he's, right now. He's
2: producing John Catchings right now. <laughs> John
0: is adding a cello track to the song we just heard. We'll eventually get to hear that whole version uh, on the BYFOR. By the way, when we talk about the BYFOR project, that's B-Y-F-O-R, by the church and for the church. And as we go through uh, the succeeding weeks and months here, we'll talk more about this. The website will be up soon. And let's talk to some more of the musicians. Molly remains with us here. We heard her sing earlier uh, Kurt Dursen is here as well we're going to hear Kurt uh, you sing in a moment but let's talk about the community
1: aspect of this what what strikes you about this Kurt what strikes me about this the whole community aspect is the fact that um, as a musician and as an artist in the church we get to be the way I looked at it when I was asked to be part of this project we get to be good stewards of our gifting as an artist and to be able to offer that as in my eyes as our first fruits of our gift. And to be able to share with the larger community—not with, not with just our local church, but with the church at large—and that's just a huge blessing for us. Who, you know, in the modern church are sometimes ostracized. Mm-hmm. We're not—we're not really seen as, you know, ministers. Some, exactly. And, yeah,
0: yeah. But but yeah, I understand completely. But coming together is something else. And and, and Molly, you and I were talking about the fact that there's a lot of like-minded people out there. It's just a matter of finding each other, isn't it?
5: Yeah, that's right. And that's, you know, we've I've said this before, that this gives the church an opportunity um, to put value to that and to say, you know, here's something we can offer you artists um, in, in a way for you to contribute and, and turn around and back. So everyone has a piece that they can give to each other. So, yeah.
0: Michael, this is meant to be open source. Um, but we, as we said earlier, you know, I really applaud the churches, uh, three churches in this case, Molly's and Kurt's and Brian. Uh, who are sponsoring them really their 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 patrons and making sure they get to do
2: this that means a lot to you well we feel like this is what the church should have been doing all along in fact in 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 the, in the old days the original model was the church uh you know uh, being patrons to people like Bach, not well, not not even just musicians, but also all the artists. great artists. Yeah, sure. And uh, and by four is not just about music; it's also about fine art.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, how do you envision this music being used now? I mean, you're doing this and creating it while we're talking here, but you must be looking ahead, Kurt. How how do
1: you see it being used? Well, my hope would be that once the music is on the website, people will be able to draw. And what the beautiful the beauty beautiful thing about doing this. I mean, granted, we're all from Presbyterian churches, but um, the hope in my eyes is also that this will start uniting churches across the country, that people can start sharing music from other churches that were written out of local churches. And with the open source, people can take these songs and change them, Hmm. rewrite and make it fit their own community. How about that? Not many artists are that
0: open with their music. Right. So I, I applaud all of you for doing that.
1: Well, The, the one requirement for open
2: source copywriting is uh, attribution. You have to give the attribution to the original writer it's of the just song. That's fair. Yes.
0: Well, this next song we're going to hear illustrates the very thing we're talking about, community. Yeah. You wrote the lyric, Michael.
2: It was a lyric that I'd written um but had uh, not very good music to, and so Brian, I gave it to Brian when, when he got here. He wrote the, the the lyric. Then when we were running it in the studio, all of a sudden we realized we need to have Kurt sing this, so it was, it was everybody coming together. All right, the song
0: is called All That Was Lost, mm-hmm. and we're going to hear it now. Thanks uh, to you, uh, Molly and Kurt and Brian, whom we didn't talk to here today, but he's standing behind you right now waving at you, Michael, so... <laughs> Uh, This has been so exciting. We're going to follow up on this in the future. But enjoy this song right now called All That Was Lost.
7: Why are you crying?
8: Who are you looking for? This is a graveyard. Were you expecting more? You feel abandoned Like every hope has died The death of all your dreams This is the price of life he will claim his lost possession Repossess you pay the cost He will purchase you for freedom He will find all that was lost There stands the stranger There on the fly, slow, a servant waits for you. In the garden of me, do you perceive now? And have your eyes been clear? Have they been open? Have they been washed by tears? He will claim his lost possession Repossess you, pay the cost He will purchase you for freedom He will find all that was lost tell all. those who have long to hear the wait is over The reason save
0: A new song from Kurt Duson, All that was lost. And we'll hear part of another song before we conclude this week's session here in the studio with Michael Card. I hope that if you haven't written us before that you'll take up the invitation to get in touch with us because your comments, Bible questions, and even your song requests are always welcome when you email us at at inthestudioatmichaelcard.com. We hope to hear from you. Your notes are a great source of encouragement to Michael and all of us on the team. Here's a note from Pat who writes, "...the format of your radio show is meaningful, substantive, and fruitful." Congratulations and blessings to you in the days to come as you share the Lord in such a beautiful way with the gifts he has given you. Well, again, we hope to hear from you. Again, you can write to us at in the studio at Michaelcard.com. Learn about Michael's books, his music, and our podcast guest details at michaelcard.com. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can help you get serious with God's Word. This month, we're featuring the CSB Notebook. This companion to your Bible study is perfect for recording details, insights, and lessons learned from going deep in the text. Search CSB Notebook and scroll through all the notebook options that interest you. When you order, use the promotion code in the studio, typed with no spaces, to receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. Now before we go, let's listen to one more song from the upcoming Buy 4 project. This one features Molly McHugh. It's called Everlasting. Us for next week's podcast release. For all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Manfield, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for being with us for this edition of In the Studio with Michael Card.